0: Podcast talking about my relationship problems. Like what? I mean, do you think any healthy relationship <laughs> number one can red be? flag? <laughs> the fact that you're here is the red flag.
1: Yeah, basically, I can give anybody who comes on this show the advice: break up with him, break up with him, break up with him. Dear Shandy,
2: welcome back to Dear Shandy, listeners. Our next guest this evening comes from far, far away. Mm-hmm. It's very exciting. Very exciting. I think you're our first international caller. Wow, yes, so our guest today is L and L, why don't you tell our listeners where you are in the world and your question?
0: Hi, um, I'm L. I'm from Singapore. and um, the question I wrote in with was, <laughs> um, oh I'm trying to think right now, well, it was a pretty long one, but it was basically, why does my boyfriend have some kind of issue with apologizing when he's late? Mm. <laughs> and because I keep forgetting all the scenarios, the last time this happened, I made very sure to, to note it down. Like I wrote it all down and everything so I wouldn't forget. And so I, I would be justified in complaining about this. And... Um, <laughs> Well, it basically went something like um, uh, we were meant to meet a friend together and, and I said I would drive over and pick him up and then we would go together. And I was waiting in the car and I, was, I had to make a few loops because the place I was waiting at, you know, there were other cars chasing me and I was feeling quite like anxious and, and hmm. irritated. And then after, after two rounds of being chased by people... I called him and I was like, hey, where are you? I, I don't think I said, hey, at all. I was just like, where are you? And,
2: <laughs> and then there was and no greeting. Yeah.
1: It, it was, was just where are you? Are you? where are you. is so much angrier than, hey, where are you? <laughs> it's
0: so true. That hey <laughs> yeah. makes a big difference.
1: Yeah, it's like no pleasantries. It's like, where no. are you?
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And he was like, oh, I'm right here. And then I see him strolling from the entrance (laughs) of his apartment and he's just walking with a drink in his hand and he's just like he's making no effort to rush at all and that just pisses me off so much because I always rush when when I'm late yeah and then he gets in and then the mood is so hostile and we're both like we can tell that we're both annoyed at each other but how is he annoyed at you in that situation in that scenario why he's annoyed
1: at her for being annoyed at him
0: yeah
2: exactly which, Which I feel he's the like, one well, who's late. You had a set
1: time. Well, yeah, clearly there's yeah. an issue. That's why she wrote an email to a podcast about I try,
2: it. I'm trying to understand why he could be that annoyed with well, her annoyance.
1: Well, let's get into the. Okay, into sorry. Let, finish let's your finish your finish
2: and then so, we're going to have a lot of questions for you. So, so let's
1: see. Okay. How long, no, you, yeah. how long you,
0: you... Okay. Yeah, go. You, no, you go. You go. You go. Oh, okay.
1: How long have you been dating?
0: Um, three years now.
1: Three years and this has always been a problem
0: well i think it always has been but it's just that earlier on i don't think we both expressed the full potential of our feelings i think we always kept trying to keep it under mm-hmm. and as people i think we're both quite like um you know we, we always tend to want to hold back like neither of us are explosive right so yeah so i think we kept it up for a good period of time. Like, I would get annoyed, but then I, I would just kind of tell myself to get over it. And, mm-hmm. and then, yeah, and it's only really started surfacing in in full strength in the last, <sighs> like, maybe year and a half.
1: It's blossomed.
0: <laughs> it has blossomed. Um, that is one nice way of uh, putting it.
1: So so when you say it's, it's, it's come to pass, so you're saying it's, you get into actual fights about it now.
0: I, I, I don't even know if it constitutes an actual fight. It's just a very... Like cold, frosty exchange. You know what? This
1: is this this is becoming something else. I think it's a conflict issue. Yeah, this is
2: more about your conflict resolution. From what we're gathering so far, I have so many
1: questions now. Okay, first (laughs) I thought it was just about a guy being late. Now it's everything.
0: Well, yeah, it is a monster. (laughs) I guess for me the
2: question is: Does this? Is it just about the lateness? Like, I gather that you're more annoyed by his demeanor in being really late than actually the fact that he's late. Like if he was if you felt like he was rushing and he was making an effort, then you
3: would be more understanding.
2: Exactly. Yeah. This is a two part question. My first question is you've expressed this to him, correct?
0: Yeah. Yeah.
2: Like how many times?
0: Um almost every time,
2: but I think (laughs) But most times he's been late after the a certain period where you were no longer just sort of being polite with each other, you were really letting yeah. each other know how you felt. Yeah. His reaction, he understands that it's about more so the effort and the apology and just the general attitude around it and not as much about the lateness, correct?
0: I guess I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't think, I'm not sure if he actually really knows that. Uh, at least un, not until the latest conversation because previously it, it would always kind of, I, I would keep holding it back and then but but at the same time, I wouldn't be able to fully get over it. So he could tell that I would be annoyed the whole time. And then it would keep snowballing till the end of the night where then we would sit down and I would be like, look, I was so annoyed because I just feel like you're not making enough of an effort. And then, you know, it, it stopped being about the small mundane thing that it actually was. You know, it was really just about Please show me that you're apologetic about being late. Yeah, and and I always try to say like, oh, well, is it because it makes you feel inadequate that you know, like you don't like it when you've done something wrong, and do, do uh-huh. you just think that by 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 not um, validating its existence, then it just didn't happen at all? Like, does does it make you more comfortable to just deny that it happened at all? But you know, I don't think he ever really got there. So I, I'm either wrong or he's not ready to confront it or this
1: it's Some okay I, I have thoughts. so many questions we, ha- we
0: both have a lot of questions so,
1: uh, okay on average uh, well, how many minutes is he late when he's on average lateness what are we talking about
0: usually it's about 30 minutes on average 30 minutes whoa 30 yeah. minutes late oh that's yeah. late yeah oh
1: that's, that's regularly that's very late
0: not regularly but when it happens it's around there
1: and how often is he 30 minutes late? Let's say you do, in a month, you do 15 things, like where you have to be on time or it's nice to be on time. Like how many times out of those 15 is he late?
2: About oh, maybe just one month. or two. One or okay.
1: two. Um, and is there any other behavior he exhibits in your relationship that is also um, disrespectful of your you or your time, like there's two ways of being late. I, there's two types of people who are late to me. There's the person who has terrible time management or time conception.
2: That's me, by the way.
1: Yeah. I, she's my, like an ex
2: boyfriend of mine called me a time optimist. <laughs>
1: right. They just don't have an idea of time. I just what have very bad time
2: management. Yeah. I'm like, this is definitely enough time. And then it just sort of snowballs and right. I just lose track of it. And even. When I think I'm giving myself extra time, it just sort of I run out of it. It's it's not my favorite trait about myself. And I'm certainly getting better. But I'm
0: like that as well.
2: OK, so yeah. So do you feel that in his case it is column A? So it is just sort of poor time management or column B, which is.
1: Right. Which is he, he doesn't have enough respect for other people's time or other people's anything. He's just sort of so, a little selfish.
0: Yeah. I'm inclined to think that he's an optimist, but it's also the fact that he's very free about his time in the sense that, you know, the times that he's been 30 minutes late, it's never that I sit at a sharp and then he shows up at 7.30. Usually in those instances um, where he's 30 minutes late, it's because um, it's because I say, oh, we should have dinner. Um, and then he says, yeah, uh, I, I get off work at 645 forty-five." And then the, the expectation is that we are going to meet maybe about like 20 minutes after you get off work because that's the amount of time it takes. But then at 6.45 or uh, maybe 7, he'll say, uh, oh, I'm on my way now. So it's kind of, it's usually that, that free-form mm-hmm. like mismatch of expectations, I think, that's, to me, that's that always causing like, this.
2: To me, that sounds like column A. It's
1: a time management. Issue.
2: Time management. And he does text you. It's not like he... In that situation at least he he doesn't just show up half an hour later, there is sort of like, Oh, I'm leaving now, like he does check yeah. in,
0: correct? He and- does. But then I, I want to hear the oh sorry, like because there's that expectation. Like, you know, we have that kind of unset expectation that, you know, if you say that you're gonna be done with work at six forty-five, yeah. that means that you're gonna get here at seven fifteen. But if you text me at seven fifteen and say, I think I'll be forty minutes long Without saying sorry, I think I'm gonna be longer than expected. Then that that's just really <laughs> annoying to me. Is oh, he from? Is he from Singapore? Is he, from- he is, but he's from a different culture within Singapore.
2: Okay, the, so I was curious if there was a cultural difference there.
1: So, my question is, is, does this bleed into other aspects of his personality? Like, is he in any other way selfish or disrespectful of your needs or your time? Or is there any other aspect in the relationship where he is, you know, kind of sucks?
0: <laughs> yeah. So- yes, actually. So, I was so unwilling to confront this maybe about a year ago. But now I'm just, like, trying to be honest with myself. And the truth is, he I know he doesn't um, respect... That I get very emotional, and I am a very emotional person. I, I can accept that, but I know he kind of thinks it as a weakness when um, when I display these like big a show these big displays of emotion. Yeah, because he doesn't allow himself to to feel that way. And I think you know he's had a complicated family history, so he often like suppresses his true feelings. And I think he sees it as weakness when you know when I when I get teary or like, you think out about or you something. know. I know I know we spoke about this, and um you know, I, I said, well, I think we fundamentally disagree and don't respect um each other's ways of of dealing with with our feelings and he said, yeah, you know, I think that's true like he always wonder he always wonders why I can't be a bit a, a bit more um <laughs> a, <bitle. laughs> a bit a <laughs> bit more um it's good word like just a bit more like i've like reined myself in or to you know to kind of manage like he thinks it's it, it's insane for me to be so like to, to let my emotions flow so freely and be so volatile
2: i mean how how frequently are you having an emotional episode because right now i'm not into the sound of
0: this guy to be honest
1: yeah are you happy? are you happy are you happy in the relationship overall
0: no i'm not right now i'm in the point where i kind of assessing it um and trying to you know trying to figure out if if this is right I think in the past, you know, we we had a lot of really good times and we were able to communicate really freely because we had we both had that willingness, but I think we went through quite a bit of you know, um ups and downs with especially on his side, he so he discovered family that he never knew existed in the past year. Wow. And yeah, so I mean it's really heavy but you know that that was really when it all began like it took a huge toll on us because I always crave intimacy so much and I to the point where you know where when something even looks missing I I start to zero in on it and mm. and um start to overthink it and I think at a time where he was drawing away trying to figure out like his emotions and his sense of belonging and um you know where he felt he, he, he sat in, you know, the fabric of his world. Mm. Um, I, I started to feel like he was drawing away from me. And I think I approached it pretty... I, I kept asking him questions. Like, I kept saying, like, oh, what, what's up with that? Like, you know, why, why are you behaving like this? And because I, I think he wasn't ready to confront it, uh, we ended up just getting in so many fights. And it would really stress him out that I didn't give him the time. But, you know, from my perspective, it's I, I need to know what I need to, to give you time for. Because to me, it seems like a good thing that you found family you didn't know existed. Like, it seemed like a joyous thing. So I, I had no idea that, you know, for a long time, I didn't know that he was going through so much. And I think all this misunderstanding just led to led to an inability to communicate after that. So after I got to say, like, yeah.
2: I feel like because you say all the misunderstanding led to an inability to communicate but it kind of i'm trying to find a time in your relationship where you did you said early on you did communicate freely to me i feel like there's this a mismatch chasm well i just feel like there's a chasm like the fact that you don't maybe don't feel fully comfortable to release your feelings and just fully express yourself and then he i mean do you live together
0: no we don't oh you don't three years
1: has there been discussion of living together
0: it's not very customary in singapore gotcha. to okay. Okay. i was about to ask that yeah that yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
2: so. i i guess it just f- for a 3 year relationship whether or not you live together there i find and maybe this is a cultural difference but i feel a, a distance in this relationship
1: mm-hmm. do yeah. you agree with well, sure. me i do too
2: yeah. yeah like if he discovers family he didn't have like you would think that would be a time if it were a a moment of turmoil in his life, that he would lean on you and look to you for comfort as this constant that he's had since before learning that information and into post knowing that information. But to me, I feel like the, and the lateness thing is sort of tied into that.
1: The lateness is like a red herring. I think the lateness just is sort of a, almost a metaphor for the fact that he's really not there when you need him.
0: Yes. So hitting it with like this whole like metaphorical romanticism just makes it all the more like tragic in a way that I can accept and actually want to indulge in.
2: (laughs) Oh, to be honest, uh, when I read your email, like I had a lot of questions, but I thought if it's really just the lateness or rather the apology surrounding the lateness unto itself, you know, if that isn't really reflected in other moments in your relationship, it doesn't feel like you're being dismissed or your needs for feeling considered that that doesn't apply to other things, then I'd be like, okay, pick your battles, you know, an apology for late, you know, not some people just regard Punctuality different than others, and it's not a deal breaker unto itself. Oh, that that
0: is true. Though he did tell me that. Well, I never get angry at you when you're late, because there have been times where I've been late, but I'm always rushing and I, I arrive <laughs> I read and I'm like, oh, sorry, I'm late, and I always make sure to say sorry because it's something. But you're that allowed I
1: need to be late. You're a girl, right? Didn't we establish <laughs> no. that girls are allowed to be late?
2: We, <laughs> she hasn't heard. No, 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 no. We we recorded an episode that will come out tomorrow where Andy okay. declares that women are always I late. I fully
1: stereotyped women. Yeah. Yeah. And late. we're
2: sure he's going to get a lot of hate for it. Well, <laughs> and the joke being that he said 96% of his
0: first dates have been late, which is a pretty astounding number. But especially with a first date, it might just be because she wants to look unavoidable. Oh, that's right? what
1: I was saying. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah usually there's a oh, reason I don't, like
1: that. I don't fault them. The only time I get upset on a first date, well, on ha- when I used to have first dates was <laughs> was when it was like insane, when it was like 45 minutes when i was just like you know i had like seven drinks by the time she got there i was plastered
2: and trust me i'm all i relate to the boyfriend in this alone the i when when i'm meeting someone and they're really late i have a higher tolerance for lateness because i know what it feels like to be rushing and to be late so i it doesn't bother me as long as we're not entering like really, 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 unacceptably, insultingly late. Oh, but the key
0: word is rushing, isn't it? Like, don't you rush when you're late. (laughs) Well, that's that's my next point is, if I'm
2: five minutes late to meet someone, I apologize and I don't feel good about it. Like, if I cannot be five minutes late, but, you know, after leaving the house, I do my utmost to be there on time. It's more so that the decisions before that sort of snowball and then I'm in a situation where it's not possible to be on time. But yeah. I that's why I, I relate to him just in the sense where it's like, I don't complain about you being late. However, the bigger issue for me here is that is the dismissal how you feel your feelings are mm-hmm. dismissed. Mm-hmm. Like you feel that you are not allowed to express yourself fully in your full capacity. You're not allowed to be your messiest your hot messiest self to the person that you may spend your life with is a a problem to me. And I I feel hesitant to say that. You've been together for three years. You can take everything we say with a grain of salt, but forever is a long time to spend with someone who you have to tiptoe
0: around in any way. Yeah. It's true. But it's like, I think in the past we were able to, so when I say I, I was holding back, I would hold back for a whole evening. And then after that, you know, we would let it all out. And it would become more emotional than it had to be. But at least at the end of it, I always felt heard. And, you know, and it always felt resolved. And we we didn't keep a log of things. But I think with that whole episode with his family, I think I I came in with complaints maybe at a time where he wasn't, he didn't feel equipped to deal with them. And that's just caused a rift in the communication in the sense that I, I feel like I, I'm scared to say anything that's going to break the peace now because this peace is so precious and so it's so hard to come by that you just want to preserve it as much as possible, even though it, it might not even be real. And how long has it been
2: since he discovered this this family thing? And how long was the turmoil? And then how long has the peace been?
0: Uh, it's been a year and a half since uh, that day. It was all so dramatic. He met his little sister in a carnival. He recognized oh her face, and wow, And wow. He, kept saying, he kept saying, "Um, like I, I, I don't want to open that can of worms. You know, what, what if she already has a life? Like, I, I don't think we should connect." And and I was the one who egged him on, and I said, "No, you should do it. You should just do it. I mean, you're gonna regret this if you don't." And he did it, and now it's. I mean, I know it's wrong. He recognized her
2: out like at a carnival where they weren't meant to meet. It's crazy.
0: Yeah. Yeah. He walked past and then we stopped and he said, I think I just saw my half sister. Sounds like a movie. That's a movie. Mm -hmm. It is a movie. It's so dramatic. And there was a whole teary reunion. I mean, I was crying most of the tears because the two of them are so like resolute and resilient. They were just looking at each other. And then I was at the side crying my eyes out. I had family that wasn't even mine. Wow. Amazing okay so you said that was a year and a half ago
2: yes and how long was you know was the rough patch where you felt like you couldn't really speak your mind and you didn't really feel heard and you were
1: tiptoeing Sounds like it's still going on
2: well she said that now they have a moment of peace where she feels like she's sort of tiptoeing around she doesn't want to lose the peace right. am i or is it all the same is the turmoil and the the peace
0: is it f- peace it's no, no, it's, it's not together. So that was definitely a whole point of fighting and fighting and fighting because I just hate having things unsaid. You know, I always feel like I, I agree heard. And um, it, I, I, it always feels very frustrating for me to have to withhold my emotions. And I know this is something I need in a relationship. So I, but I think I might have not chosen the best times to bring, bring these things up. I think I was also very demanding and wanting to know that he was right there with me emotionally and present. When so you're maybe, using the
2: past tense right now. When are we talking?
0: We're talking uh between maybe like a, half six months after he discovered this or a year yeah, after? Six months after he discovered his family. That's when it started getting bad between us.
1: Is the peace defined by the absence of dealing with issues that need to be dealt with, or is it an actual piece where you yeah is it like
2: harmonious is it more yeah is it an avoidance piece
1: or like an actual piece sounds like an avoidance piece
0: it is avoidant but it's also that you know we both came to that to that realization that we were fighting so much and we whatever we were doing just wasn't working so we both kind of let go of that need to to fight and then we just said you know let's just try something else like maybe let's just try being friends again and like doing friend-like things to enjoy each other's company and then we started doing that and you know we do make very good friends so it's like when we have a shared interest things are good in that sense we laugh together a bit more but we're unable to get to the meat of you know what I always thought like love that's just a problem love. Was. I'm sorry.
2: That's a problem. I, you know, we talked. We ha- our last episode, episode five, we brought Margie, the Andy's yes. ex fiance who's a therapist. You, you know, a big part of her, you know, her relationship mistakes that people make is is the conflict resolution you as she said you need to feel like each time you fight that you are at least are like at the next level like the next time you you yeah. have this understanding you come to you don't just solve the fight and the next time try not to fight again like, yeah. of course you don't want to fight all the time but you, you would hope that each time you fight you learn something about each other and you both implement that in how you move forward together and that's what concerns me is that you said that you'll fight And that you'll kind of come to an agreement, but that you just sort of... It just sounds like, like you said, it's sort of avoidant. The piece is not because you've reached this new level together. It's more so that you've kind of done a loop-de-loop and Mm -hmm. you're back where you started, sort of. And I'm so
0: aware of this. It's so frustrating to know that there was a time where, you know, every time we fought, it felt like we understood each other better. Mm. And then that all went away. So I think the difficult thing about this is knowing that it has the potential to be like that because I know what's happened before like that that feeling of growth and knowing that okay you know we understand each other let's you know let's do better and then for for that to suddenly go away and and for our fights to just become like hitting a wall every time and then us trying to avoid it like it's become such an unhealthy thing and I think it's harder to let go of because you know what it can be and I don't know if that's if that's something yeah. worth holding on to.
2: No, and I no, and trust me, we would never. I, I don't want it to ever sound like, you know, you've invested three years in this person. You certainly know him better than we do based on this short call. But <laughs> but sunk <some> cost <cause> fallacy. <laughs> I, I just really strongly feel that something productive must come of your fights, and that you cannot be afraid to have them at all. That's to have a life together. If you just want to date exactly. him for a while, that's great. And I know you know how good it can be based on how it has been in the past. But you know, there's there's a reason people break up. It's not like things look the same in the beginning than they do at the end. That's it's how it works for everyone. I, I think personally, and you can jump in at any time, Andy. Okay. <laughs> I personally feel that the tiptoeing has
0: has to stop it must I know it is an impulse on my part and I understand that that's something that I have to get rid of I'm just so afraid to get to the point where you know claws are out and we get into a place that's so raw and emotional I mean do you guys think that there are some things that are truly insurmountable in relationships or do you think I that th- you
1: Well, know? I personally think that if he's been exhibiting this behavior for this long, I think it might not be something that's gonna change.
2: I'm concerned that it's been, you said, a year and a half since he discovered this, and I I fully recognize how jarring well no, I can't fully recognize, but I have an idea of how jarring what he went through is. But that was fifty percent of your relationship ago. Mm-hmm. I know,
0: I've done the math. I'm like, I'm going to be unhappy for 50% of this relationship and I don't want that number to keep getting bigger. Can you
2: remind me how old you are and how old he is? I don't know if I got that part.
0: I'm 26 and he's 28. Okay.
1: Um, Have you ever broken up with somebody?
0: Yes. Um, But it was always, there was always that underlying, um, the times I've broken up with people, I've never been sure that I wanted to be with them. Hmm. It was always kind of something that I fell into or just kind of happened. But
1: So you're sure you want to be with this guy?
0: I mean, at least I was at one point. So I am saying that the times where I have broken up with people, I've never, I've never at any point felt like, oh, I really want this to happen. Right. It was just something that I kind of fell into and it started working and it, it kind of took me along in its current sure. rather than, Rather than me having set my mind to it, I think, and that's what it, because I, I just don't want to live in regret. That's my biggest fear. Like I don't. That's me want too. To. Yay. Yes. <laughs> I mean, not yay, but I totally relate to that. I
2: have a legit phobia of regret. It's a deciding factor in almost every major decision
0: I make. Exactly because it's, it's also the fact that you just don't want to. I just want to be able to live with myself. So anything that happens, that, that it, it'll be fine as long as I can always justify it in mm. hindsight and say that, well, I made that decision because it, it was the best I could do with the information I had.
2: Yes. Even if we're it was very the wrong similar. one in the end.
0: <laughs> we're very similar people. <laughs> do you, how do you think he would,
1: how, how do you think he would react if you said, you know, I'd like to just take some time apart.
0: I did try to say that once. And that was the beginning of this year. Hmm. Um, when- and that was, that was the point in, in January. That was the point where um, we went from turmoil to, to, Peace. Pretend peace. Yeah,
1: yeah. Pretend peace. Armistice. That was important. So so do you think that you scared him into sort of behaving himself, like at least putting on the air of behaving himself because he was worried you were going to leave?
0: I think so because he really didn't see that coming. And then, you know, he had a big overhaul of, you know, feeling feeling confused and scared. And then, you know, I, I also thought that because because he was so scared to break up, I was thinking, okay, maybe he's getting a bit too dependent on me, like the idea of having me as mm-hmm. a as a safety net. Um but after that was when, you know, he started becoming a bit more uh becoming a bit more less scared of having difficult conversations. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. That's but promising. because he was making that effort, I also didn't want to push it on my part. Like I didn't I was so happy with that progress that I was scared to kind of take another step forward. That's fair. You sound very.
2: She's
1: very reasonable.
2: You sound very reasonable and very intuitive,
1: mm-hmm. frankly. I'm just wondering again, I know I asked you this before, but are you happy? You said you weren't really happy. Like, are you, ex- like, how often do you see each other? I don't know. Like,
0: we see each other about two, three times a week.
1: Okay. So regularly, how excited are you when you're about to see him? Like, are you like, is your heart fluttering or are you just like, okay, here we go again?
0: No, not at all. The thing is, I, three, years, I, though, I, it's, three years is yeah. kind of, three no, years is a little, I don't know. If but you should be
1: at least looking forward yeah, to yeah, it. Yeah, like we like, live together. I have to see you all the time. Right. Yeah.
2: <laughs> but i know you yeah i know what you mean like do you feel like a sense of anticipation like you look forward to the days where yeah. you see each other
1: oh, if i didn't live with you i'd be very excited yes to see you. i agree and i'm not i'm very excited to see you every day but it's like no, i see you all but even when we
2: have something planned together there is we're an gonna break excitement.
1: up now yeah <laughs> say, this is our first big fight
2: so, but yeah that's I, that is a good question do you do you feel just a sense of anticipation those two to three
0: t- times a week I do, but it's because I exist. I feel like this relationship exists in in two forms: the one that's actually unfolding, and the one that's in my mind, where I'm uncertain of whether it's going to be it's going to be the one. I think all my life I've always put this expectation on finding the right relationship, the perfect relationship um, mm. and I think because of all my uncertainty there, it affects what happens in. In the version that's actually happening in real time so i i get excited because we say oh we're going to go to the beach and that's fun and you know, i look forward to it but then in the back of my mind there's this looming cloud of of knowing that i don't know if this is really going to work out because there are all these problems these cracks in in the big picture ways even though i enjoy our day-to-day so much so when you go to the beach is it fun do you have a yeah. blast yeah, we have a good time, but it's only because we don't touch on the things that make us vulnerable and uncomfortable and raw. It's like because we never venture into that ground, we get to have a good time together. But I, I know, I intuitively know that that's not, you know, it's not the true contentment and and happiness that I can feel. Like I know this about myself and I think existing in this state of like discontent is so, it's, it's so difficult to, to get out of
1: is, can I ask one thing? Sorry.
0: Yeah, you, I'm just I'm squirming listening because I'm
2: I'm not. Yeah, you go.
1: Sure. Yeah, uh, you go. I won't,
2: I won't forget. Don't make a squirm any longer. Sorry. No, no I'm. <laughs> I. I'll I'll remember. You go.
1: Just getting back to the lateness for a second.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> but okay. So. Lateness to me, if you're going to think of it as a sort of a, a negative thing, I associate it with it being irresponsible, like not reliable. You can't, you cannot rely on this person to deliver when you need them. So does that lateness flow into other parts of your relationship where he, you find him to be unreliable?
0: Yes, actually, sometimes. sometimes he changes his story a lot like um there was there was once where you know I was I was I was in London and I was feeling quite homesick and he was back at home and I said hey I'm feeling really bad you know I I I feel breathless and it, it sounded like a bit of an anxious uh state of mind that I was in and and then he saw my message, and then I saw him active on Instagram, and I tell you, I blew up I, I completely lost it. I was like, "You saw my message, and you didn't think it important enough he didn't to reply come. yeah, so he was he he didn't reply immediately, and I know I only gave it like maybe five minutes, but you know the fact that I saw him active on Instagram that made me so annoyed and then after that, we had a whole fight about it. He apologized but after that, he disabled the function where you, you get to, where says people red. get to see.
1: Oh, <laughs> yes! my God. That and
0: was, was the lesson so lesson he took from that.
1: Yeah. I know, <laughs> unbelievable. Be smarter next time. Oh,
2: my God. Can I say one last
1: thing? Yeah, I, and you, so, I think it's very interesting that you came on this with this lateness thing, which was now completely, I feel like, just pure symbolism for the fact that that he isn't there. He's not there. And you need someone who's going to be there for you when you need it.
2: Reliability. And and,
1: and I hate to be...
2: Reliability, by the way, before I met Andy, I literally wrote down my absolute deal breaker must haves. These are not superficial things. They're not. How uh, how tall he is, or how much hair he has, yeah. or how, what his style is like. It was the fundamental things about a human that you can spend a life with. Mm-hmm. And one of my four things—four things—is not a lot of things, by the way. That's a lot of like distilling down. One of those four things was reliability. Uh, my question, after I'm done writhing, I'm just—I had there's a lot of discomfort I feel about this. First and foremost, because, and I've learned this from experience, just because you've invested time in someone and have spent a lot of time with them does not make them the right person for you. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it takes learning that the hard way over 10 years. And sometimes you learn that in a year. But that having invested that is not the equivalent of like, okay, well, then this is this is probably right. Mm -hmm. So that's number one. The second thing I want to ask you is, I didn't ask you that, I just said that. (laughs) But the thing I want to ask you is, you know, we're hearing your side of the story right now. Yeah. If you could speak for him, if this were like a therapy session, which of course we're never claiming that we're therapists, but let's say he were here right now on the sofa next to you, what would be his gripes about you?
0: He would say that I tend to, always take what I'm feeling in the moment to be the absolute truth. And that I always prioritize how I'm feeling instead of what the situation calls for. Hmm. I think that would be a gripe. Like he always thinks that I blow up at very inopportune times. And it's true. I blew up once on his birthday. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was bad. Were there other really people around? Yeah, Were there a- no, no,
2: right.
0: no, it was just, well, no, him. no. So I, I'm not, I, I don't blow up in like an explosive public way. It's always, yeah. I'm very sullen. And then it it just, dampens the mood and okay and
2: you can't shelve it like you're not able to sort of sweep it under the rug and bring it up at a later time
0: I wasn't then but then I've developed this talent now which I feel like (laughs) is a bad thing but I can't really be sure because it makes it more functional (laughs) (laughs) he would say that I, I I am a bit I guess I am a bit particular especially when it comes to this lateness thing I think he will wish that was a bit more easygoing with with time, as he is. Do you do you have something you want to say to that?
1: No, I just keep going back to the idea that the 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 lateness thing really just represents. It's like the fact that you're talking about the lateness is really representative of your avoidance of the major problems that you should be dealing with in you're the right, relationship. You're
2: right. It is sort of the. It's like the tip, the very tip of the iceberg you mean really. his reaction to his lateness or the actual no, I, lateness? I just just like- the entire saga around the lateness the fact that he's that late with any kind of regularity i'm a late person i'm not that late regularly the fact that there's no sense of rushing there's no sense of like you, your time is you know i get that there's the time optimism thing. this is coming from a time optimist trust me <laughs> But I still don't feel good about being late. It's not like I just roll up and I'm like,
0: you know, here I am. But I it's, wonder if that's a defensive thing. I wonder if that's a defensive move on his part to, you know, because he knows sorry, he can sense that I'm
2: upset. Okay, well, he's 28. Like, it's true. you don't roll up 30 minutes late to meet people in in the world we live in. Like, at least not without some kind of an explanation or some sort of a, s- sorry, I... You know your your time is also important. It's just a sense of respecting each other's time. And again, this is coming from a time optimist. (laughs) So please, like this is it means extra coming from me because I am already not great with being on time. Mm
1: -hmm. But you do apologize.
2: (sighs) I'm well. Yeah, I don't feel good about it. That's what bothers me is that Mm. the lack of understanding how it affects other people. The fact that you're in a car doing loops
0: yeah that was stressful <laughs> do you have
1: i think I think there needs to be a talk here yes i think I think you may have to consider um another break
2: yeah I i s i wanna you know we say anything like that with a grain of salt of course that's why i was i wanted to emphasize what he would say about you because of course it always takes two to tango, and if you're not getting along or you're not. Really building off your conflict resolution or lack thereof, then you just really are not going to grow in the same direction as a couple and that's extremely important if you want to spend life together yeah it's you True. have to grow in the same direction otherwise you're growing either alongside each other which is or, or like even slightly if it's just the slight veer over time that's just going to grow. You really must, like Andy said, have a conversation, not be afraid of that conflict. And let me be clear about one thing. If his one of his gripes about you is you, he feels you're very emotional, you're very
0: reactive in the moment or the truth, you know, how you feel. That always sounds like a bad thing. Right. When you know, when when you say that, you know, someone thinks that you're too emotional, that's that. Is that always a big red flag or are there people who are truly too emotional? I always wonder.
1: I mean, it depends how you are emotional. I'd have to see it in action. (laughs) Like, it could be a wide range of...
0: I
2: I think that people might have an issue with me saying this. I do think it is possible to be... Too emotional to the point where you're just like not helping yourself like you you end up kind of spinning going in circles. And again, you don't learn about yourself and grow from that to the point where you can function better and are just a happier person. However, I have a big issue with anyone calling someone else too emotional, especially when it's your partner. It's extremely important that you feel comfortable to be yourself. I'm getting more and more angry and emphatic on this call, and I realize that. It's because I'm upset for you. I think it's important that you feel safe to express yourself and your emotions. Mm -hmm. And not feel like judged for it or, God forbid, told that you're too fucking emotional. Oh, my God. I'm upset. Yeah,
1: And also, (laughs) maybe maybe one (laughs) of the reasons why you are so emotional is because you're so... Dissatisfied, and you're like crying out, and you're not getting what you need.
0: It's true, but I, I also do know that I have the potential to. I mean, I, I do put this into practice. Like I always blow things up, and then after that, I'll I'll kind of be like, okay, it wasn't it wasn't that bad. But I, I do have a I ha, do have this like you know a temper tendency to. A it's temper? not a temper. Like I'm so I'm never angry, but I just I go into this spiral where I'm like. Oh because he doesn't apologize that he's late that must mean that he's the wrong person for me because if he if I were the right girl for him then he would he would want to make me happy and and it just keeps unfolding into this into what so one simple thing about being late can become what's funny about what you're talking about is that it can
2: mean one of two things the first is your intuition You know, if you I think a woman, not just a woman's, but anyone's intuition cannot be underestimated. So if you find yourself asking yourself this a lot. It must be heeded. Truly, and I never want to tell anyone to end anything I'm saying is that if you constantly in a state of feeling dissatisfaction with how your partner treats you, you're 26 Oh, my God. Like, like you have many more years of dissatisfaction. Oh, if I was like, is that change? young or old? No, that's young. That's it's young. extremely young.
1: That's very. young. <laughs>
2: yes. And the other one, the other thing that I think that can represent is just sort of overthinking things and spiraling and kind of dwelling on things that don't matter. And I cannot tell you which one of those two things this is. Only you can decide that for yourself. I'm afraid that's work you got to do for yourself is decide whether you're creating something that isn't there and be, you know, and just sort of brewing too much and going to a dark place unnecessarily, or if this is your gut is telling you something and you're like, well, I know how good it can be or how good it has been, or, oh, I've spent three years with him. Do you see what I'm saying?
0: The difference yeah i do i do but it's like i guess it's it's hard to draw that line like when when do you let your emotions just pass and be be an emotion and nothing more or when do you say that that's my gut because it always feels like the truth in the moment
2: yes but you also sound self-aware enough to later be like yes i overreacted or yes i was really emotional you i've already got you already said that at one point in this call that's true So that's a crucial difference because a lot of people don't have the ability to do that. By the way, this when Andy and one of the reasons why we resolve conflict really well is that ability. By the way, it's the ability to be like, I, I overreacted. Like I, I took this out on you, or and whether that's ten minutes later or an hour later, it's that ability to recognize that fault in yourself. So you've already told me, even just in passing or told us <laughs> in passing that you do do that if you did feel your emotions were the truth for all time even when you're yeah. hot most upset moment then that's different but it does sound like you do reflect afterwards and maybe feel that you did go a little far
1: i'm, I'm staying out of this one i feel like i'm gonna step in it <laughs> sorry you, you guys I mean, are yeah.
2: <laughs> you very emotional would you say that? Am I, am I more emotional than anyone else? You've I think did? we're
1: both pretty emotionally stable, like average emotional. I don't think either of us get carried away with uh, our emotions. Um,
2: I've, but uh, yeah, I think I've sort of reined mine in over, over the years. And trust me, it helps. I'm just going to say this it helps. To be with someone who doesn't elicit emotional explosions from like it's that's a personality and compatibility thing.
1: That's a great point because I have been very emotional in past relationships because and there you go. Yes. Because it was wrong. And when it's wrong, you're so frustrated. You're so filled with like angst and sadness and you you just
2: rub each other wrong. Like you don't. I I have an ex who I fought with on a near daily basis. And I was emotional all the time. I was angry all the time. The st-
1: the drama in a relationship drama. is no good. Well, it sounds like you guys of-
2: don't have drama, but you're sort of tiptoeing around drama. Yeah, but
1: they should have drama. They're yeah, I almost feel like drama. drama
0: would be more productive. Yeah. Like I, a healthy th- dose of drama. Well, I don't know
2: if I, I... I don't believe in drama in relationships at all, but it's more about letting something come to the surface so it can be dealt with, whether that means breaking up or solving it and growing from it. The fact that it... It's just sort of buried. Is arguably the least healthy thing.
1: Yeah, I I think I really think you guys need to take a little time apart.
2: I think at least you need to have a serious conversation and make sure you don't make sure you're in a, like an emotionally stable p- place to have that conversation. I say that just so you keep him on the same page as you. Yeah, and you don't drive him away by being.
1: Yeah, but just, uh, but I, just I keep
0: I keep telling myself that. Well, I'm considering because I because I knew that I was unhappy. So in my head, I was telling myself, okay, I'm going through this relationship as if it's a break. But then I'm going to survey it because if we break, like there's nothing that I need to know to be apart. But if we're together and functioning, then I'll know what's going on, and I can at least use that as as evidence for me to draw my conclusions from. The, okay, Eld, I'm going to give you some hard
2: truths right now. You're self Yeah, you're a self-aware person who's reflecting, thinking about how, whether you're reacting too much, if you're being unreasonable, if what he's doing means this, means he doesn't care about you. For someone who is as detail and intel-oriented and focused as you, it's, you need to address this head-on. It's the information you need. Like you said, you want to make decisions without regrets. There's a gaping hole right now of information that I, I really just... It, it, this doesn't feel like a three-year relationship to me. And I know you don't live together, but regardless, three, day, three times a week is regularly for three years. There's a lack of understanding for each other. And I say that both ways. Yeah, yeah I feel no, very strong. I, I
1: really think you're young...
2: You're, you, you have you to remember how young you were. You are. can't
1: embrace the comfort or, you know, say, oh, well, we have a peace now. When you say to me, like, you have a peace, like, that doesn't sound... It's like North Korea and South Korea. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah, no. there's peace, but it's a horrible situation. Not saying that you're, you know... <laughs> your boyfriend is That's Kim quite, <laughs> yeah. but uh but what i'm saying is is that you are accepting a lower bar for this relationship than you should be there's nothing wrong with you you come you have to remember personable. that you're young i
2: i don't want you to feel like when you said 26 is that old that is the worst reason to stay in a relationship yeah the worst
1: you you got you you If you try to fix this, and I feel like you're trying to fix him, you're trying to fix this instead of thinking about the fact that maybe this isn't fixable. We've been at it for three years, and we've just come to this sort of stalemate, which is really what it is. You're at an emotional stalemate.
0: Yeah. Maybe it's time
1: to just cut the cord. Look, if it's supposed to be brave about it, you got to be brave because life is short. As much as when you're 26, you feel like you have all the time in the world, you know, you be. You, know, you could be four years more into this. You'll be 30 and you'll be like, well, wow, I wasted another four years. Nothing's been resolved. We haven't, so we still true. don't talk about conflict. He's still late every single time. I've missed like the first 30 minutes of every movie we've gone to see. <laughs> you know, you don't want to get to that place. So I think I think you might want to consider a little bit of a cut.
2: At the very <laughs> a least. A little bit of a cut. Yeah, At just fair- a
1: slight cut. Not a cut,
2: just like... I feel so hesitant to ever tell anyone that I don't yeah I don't want to tell you to break
1: up with him because I don't want to take that bear yeah. that responsibility but I will say that you need to really think about what makes you happy are you happy have you given this enough effort that it deserves and do you think yeah. you could find something better and the comfort factor is so dangerous like you just like oh it's comfortable you know I'm used to him like it's like the codependency they call it sometimes but You have to just get out of that comfort zone and be like, I need to make a decision for myself. And the decision you need to make is, look, are you going to make this work? And if not, we need to be done. And even with that, I think you really need to put your foot down and say, we just need to take some time apart and rethink this. I don't want you to break up necessarily, but I think you need some time where, you know, away from him, where you're not...
2: Yeah, I think there's an order here. The first thing that needs to happen is a conversation that's not in the heat of the moment and not when yes. you're, you know, s- not something that made you blow up. It's like I want to talk to you, and you sit down and you have a conversation, and you have to let it all out.
0: Oh, I know, and- but I'm like, I'm like a kettle that just like overflows. <laughs> and That's like once I talk about it, I'm gonna start crying and get and get really that's emotional. Fine. That, well, that's fine. Well, and then if, if if you are
2: afraid of crying. While talking to your boyfriend of three years, then that's—I oh, mean—that's a whole that's other true. sign. Yeah, you want to be your rawest
0: self with your partner in life. Do you feel like, as time passes, the certainty should always be on an incline, and that it, it never it never dips? Like when it's the right person, as you both—you know—who has another? something to say
2: about this is my husband
0: uh. here. You want to talk
2: about?
1: the The back of the mountain.
2: Well, you always talk about the incline and the plateau. Yeah,
1: the the, the relationship I feel should you know start strong and continue to grow, grow, grow. Then it'll hit a plateau and it just sort of stays there. That's the way it goes. But when you have a relationship where it grows, 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 hits a peak, and then there's a definitive backside of the hill, like you really feel it, and it's not you know fifteen years later. It's like one, two, three years later or even a few months later, that's a problem.
2: And there is a caveat there. I mean, he did go through this family thing, and there was trauma there. And so I, I want to be sensitive to that. But nonetheless... I think
1: that should have brought them together more. I don't like to believe that that, uh, that story doesn't sit well with me
2: yeah and he's not convinced. if he had a great
1: trauma in his life or something either whether it was positive or negative or indifferent i think those kind of powerful emotional experiences should bring you guys closer mm. and I, I just don't that whole thing doesn't sit well with me it doesn't even make sense to me
2: i strongly the fe- first
0: test isn't
2: it yeah Sorry. yeah i strongly feel that you do not communicate in the same. Like if we're going to talk about love yeah, languages, total
1: different languages. There is major oh,
2: love language difference. I keep here.
1: picturing like you got It's like it's like a cartoon character. It's like you're. I feel like you guys are opposites. Like I really do. I feel like inside of her soul is like that. That backdrop is representative of how <laughs> you're feeling about your partner. It's like crying out for freedom.
2: Yeah, I do. We'll have to show your back. We won't show you, but we'll show your backdrop because it really does. <laughs> I'm feeling it right yeah, now. Yeah,
1: I keep looking at that and I'm like, that's what's in you. That's what's happening.
2: But to, to get know. down to what you need to do, th- there needs to be a conversation. I do think you need to not let it be at a point where the kettle is boiling. And I say that because we know that he sees you in that way. And I don't I don't want you to shut him down before it's even begun. I don't want him to not take you seriously because you're in a really emotional state. It's okay if you get emotional while you're talking about it. But, and I, I don't even like that. I need to make that, that mention by the, yeah, thank you qualification, because I think that preferably you could bring it up whenever, whenever you feel comfortable, but I don't get the impression that, doing so when the kettle is boiling is a safe place because I don't know how seriously he'll take you or what you're saying. So that's number one. And then number two, I think, you know, based on number one, you, you listen to Andy and maybe take a break or you could you do a little snipping or something.
0: <laughs> do you, or a big clean snip, really. Yeah.
2: Yeah. <laughs> do, what Cleaver. are your thoughts on what we're telling you? Does, does any of this ring true? Does it feel
0: out of left field? No, I mean, I've I've had these conversations with myself in my head so much that nothing is surprising anymore. Like, that's just something that I already kind of expect to hear from from an outsider looking in, you know. Do you think you'll take our advice? (laughs) That's the big question. I just keep putting it off. Like, I, I think I kind of know that it's true that, you know, I can't function in this state anymore. Like, I, I know this, you know, I'm so dissatisfied. I'm on a podcast talking about my relationship problems. Like, what? I mean, do you think any healthy relationship <laughs> Number one can red be? flag. <laughs> the fact that you're here is the red flag.
1: Yeah. Basically, I can give anybody who comes on this show the advice. Break up with him, Break up with him, Break up with him.
0: <laughs> I mean, don't you think that's, that's
1: true you're in some way? Podcast. If anyone
0: had to talk to, to people that was not their partner... Then there must be something wrong, right? I don't always think that's the case because sometimes it just, like I said, if this were
2: just about the lateness and this, you know, how you communicate, how seriously you take it. I truly was thinking if if it's just unto itself, if it's not bleeding into the rest of the relationship, that unto itself is not it's not a deal breaker. It's not it's not. I truly went into this not thinking I was going to tell you. Well, know, I was actually, I was
1: actually saying like, how much can we talk about how this guy's laid? That's yeah, here we are. We're, we're like at an
2: hour, and we're like, wow. yeah.
1: But I, now we see what's going on. That was just you were just putting out a lure. It was like yeah, a little piece of bait. Yeah, you lured
0: us in. <laughs> your- no, you know when I was writing my email because you know I'm in so much turmoil, I can write paragraphs upon paragraphs of my grievances. Mm-hmm. It all came out, and then I was like, no one's ever going to answer that on a podcast, so I just deleted it all and asked. One scenario in which I thought we could productively discuss. We, but we oh, that heard, was smart. We heard we your cry for help.
1: It. We heard her cry for that's help. That's
2: actually very smart because I do get emails where I get, you know, a lot, a lot, a lot of information. And then it's like seven questions in point form. And it w- what, you know, it's best to start somewhere and then and go from there. And that's exactly what has happened here. You, you told us this one thing and then it. We're, we're no going to find out the rest. other. You know, we're inquisitive enough. I think that we're going to find out the the rest, whether you like it or not.
1: <laughs> yep. I'm, I'm. I'm excited, but I think you should think about your happiness. I think you should really stop trying to, you know, force this. And if it's going to be, it's going to be, and it's going to be after you guys take a break. But I think I don't think you're happy here. I just don't and, sense but it I do at wonder,
0: all. Am I destined for dissatisfaction
1: forever? Well, that's not something you can accept.
0: I find a way to.
1: No, but, no, no. But no, what no, if no. that's
0: the truth? You know, I feel like every artist. So, well, I I am a creative. And I, I'm a musician, and oh, wow. I feel like every songwriter that I respect. They have really shitty love lives. Like, I, I Google them, and they're like, "Oh, ended in divorce and Swiss. Well, they, they
1: can't write good songs without a shitty love life. <laughs> exactly.
0: Right? So I wonder, like, it's, am I bringing this misfortune upon myself by always dramatizing bad emotions and attracting these things? Like, maybe you so need to I date have something to write. You about. need
1: to date uh, another artist, maybe.
0: <laughs> oh, and that comes back to what I was saying.
2: How when you you have to observe yourself, whether it's your gut whether it's your intuition or whether you're spiraling and creating problems where there aren't any or overreacting to things or going down dark paths that are not serving you or your relationship. That is something you need to work on with yourself, unfortunately. But I am a musician. I am a creative type. And, you know, are there th- are there exceptions I made in our relationship? Sure. Like, are, are there, you know... It's- <laughs>
0: Oh, I what? think it would be so
2: helpful to hear like what an exception is. Yeah, that you've what made exceptions are we right. Well, I mean about. Andy, an, an exception. <laughs> Andy is moody. Andy mm. is moody. And my father is moody, and it's not my favorite thing about him. But I love like 99999 percent about him, so am I I'm not gonna it's not worth it to focus on that. It's more so I recognize the mood he's in, maybe sometimes try to feed him because
0: 80% of the time it's hanger. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Wait, moody being, meaning being like sullen for no reason or just brittle with the mood?
2: I think that it's more like things affect him deeply. And so whether it's bad news or good news, you know, it's, he will fluctuate a lot. He's not as even keel as I am. I or
1: think. if I haven't eaten, um, as you said, yeah,
2: or if you haven't eaten, yeah. I'm more even keel than you in terms of mood. I th- feel like, I, I think so. Yeah. 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 But like, so well, that's like, that, Andy. but see that's an example of like moody power of one thing that unto itself is not a deal breaker is it if i could change it about him would i sure but i know it's a waste of my time and effort to focus on that or to attempt to change it because it's not possible so it's you know whatever I, i love everything else about him my point in going there is the satisfaction there is no such thing as a perfect person or a perfect relationship, but the best way to gauge whether or not it's right is if you are happy. Mm-hmm. Satisfied is not a great way to gauge that mm-hmm. because satisfied is kind of a moving target. You know, like yeah, your benchmark
0: you, can change all the time.
2: Yes. But happiness, whether you're really happy or just slightly happy, you know, you just, you know, happy how it feels.
1: Yeah. And whether the world is falling apart around you, it doesn't matter. You still have that happiness because of your partner. Yes,
2: yes, that's important. It, your relationship should feel like a safe place that brings you joy. Mm-hmm. Not another thing you need to watch your watch your step in.
1: It's a new day. It's I think today is- you should think about being the first day of the rest Ooh. of your life. <laughs> Never been so
2: I hope, I hope... That was helpful. I, it was. It, it, m- it really was. It might have been hard to hear, but I feel stronger. Yeah,
0: I've, I've said everything to myself already, so it's good to hear it from now other people as well. Okay. Put it into action. Yeah. It is time. Yes. Sorry, that was hard. <laughs> no, I mean, it's okay. It's always hard, isn't it? Everything is hard. And you have to question which things shouldn't Outward. be
2: hard. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. true. Some things should not true. be hard. Yeah. Hopefully, who you spend your life with is not a hard decision to make or a hard relationship to be in.
1: And it's probably Wait, the guys most. Do you
0: think that all right thing. relationships shouldn't be hard? Yes. Yes. Easy. Really? But mm-hmm. what about the people who just like fight all the time, but they're, you know, that's, but they're just like, we, we are with each other. We're stuck with each other always. And you oh, know, that's not a relationship want I want to sport. be in.
1: Yeah. That's nothing I want to be. Part you of.
0: know, life gets hard. People get
2: sick. People have children. You have to juggle jobs. People get laid off and there's just so much shit that will happen. You're 26 and 28. This should be the best time. Yeah. 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 This should be the easy part. It's the rest. That's hard. And because you, it's easy together, you can withstand the hard, the future hard together.
1: Mm-hmm. And on that hard note. <laughs> and
2: on that hard note, L, <laughs> I want a follow up. Yep. Okay. 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 I'm, I'm holding you accountable. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Thank you for calling. Yeah. Thank, thank you, you so, so much for your time
0: and, and um, Absolutely. accommodating.
1: It's a pleasure.
0: Okay. Good luck. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Bye-bye. So, Andy.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. I,
2: I kind of, what are your thoughts on, on that one?
1: Well, here I was thinking that would be a mundane discussion about guys who were late.
2: I know. <laughs> that really veered
1: off but drastically. I, but in, a, in a sort of almost a beautiful way. I mean, I feel like she really f- kind of had a little bit of a discovery there
2: do you think i felt i kind of felt like we were telling her things she already knew
1: i almost feel like she was looking for a or just yeah. like this kind of us to just validate did yeah. you just say validation yeah oh yeah well there
2: you go oh <laughs> that's
1: what it might have been but but i think that um she is going to do something
2: i mean sometimes you just need a kick in the pants from a stranger
1: yeah absolutely <laughs> Absolutely.
2: Sometimes the, you know, a stranger's opinion is worth more than 10 close friends. Yeah. Unfortunately, just because it gives you a little objective clarity. I, you know, I knew this day would come. I didn't expect it to come so soon, but you know, having a relationship podcast where it's inevitable, you're going to hear someone's story and be like, Oh my God, you guys really need
1: to break up to break up. Yeah. And maybe not
2: break up, at least take a break. And I feel so like I'm a little like I have a hard time with that because I don't want to be the reason why anyone breaks up. But at the same time, I cannot lie.
1: No. And I I honestly like I, I feel better that she's on the other side of the earth. So this guy doesn't come after me.
2: (laughs) Yeah, I have a feeling dear Shandy isn't huge in Singapore, un- unfortunately.
1: <laughs> well, it, it will be. We're, we're, we're internationally known as of now.
2: Anyway, that was a tough one, but I stand by everything we said based on the information we were given. Yeah. Yeah. So speaking of dear Shandy not being big on the other side of the world, <laughs> you know how you can help dear Shandy grow. <laughs> that was a good segue. <laughs> Please, if you enjoyed what you heard today, you can like, subscribe, hit notification bells and leave iTunes reviews. Nice. <laughs> yeah, that's a big one. Uh, because, you know, we're still a baby podcast. And, and yeah, we want to keep doing this and keep growing and keep giving you our like, really brutally honest. Keep, opinions. keep ending
1: relationships. <laughs> <laughs>
2: God. That one went, got so much darker than I meant for it to. But
1: look, in the in the end, all we're doing is trying to make our life. Better. It's hard work. We said, Someone's yeah. got to do it.
2: Yeah, it is hard work. I'm like kind of like...
1: I'm sweating. I'm
2: a little uh, worn.
1: Yeah, I was glad you did a lot of that heavy lifting. I was just like, I don't know if I want to step in this. <laughs>
2: I I, be, I took on like um, the kind of role I would with a, f- a friend on that one. It, it was hard to re- to take sort of a backseat and sort mm-hmm. of be... I you know, of course, I'm objective, but there became a point where I was like...
1: Well, I liked her. She I liked like her a person too. I you want to, to be happy. I
2: know. I want to give her a hug and also yeah. shake her.
1: <laughs> she, was, she was great. she just? She's not doing the right things right now in this
2: relationship. And and crucially, is aware of it.
1: And and is aware.
2: Yeah, which is an interesting
1: factor mm-hmm. there. Totally.
2: All right. All right. I think that's it for this episode. God, it really went in a different direction.
1: Yeah. That's happening? Damn, I need a drink.
2: I know. All right. Thank you guys for tuning in, and we'll see you next time on Dear Shandy.